Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, sit back and prepare to be inspired. And I'd like to start by giving a shout out to the sponsor of today's episode, the wonderful people over at Turnkey Podcast. It's Turnkey Podcast Productions that is the wind beneath my wings on this podcast. They do an awesome job at helping you get your podcast not only launched, but edited, produced, up and running and out there in the world. I'm so thankful that they sponsored this show. All right, let's turn our attention to a topic for today, and that is breaking through top email myths. Now, come on, guys, we know we're here in the Entrepreneur's Cafe to talk about creating true wealth from the inside out. I spent a lot of the last episodes talking about creating true wealth from the inside and a lot of mindset stuff. But let's talk about on the outside and how we get our messages out there in the world, which ultimately leads to us making a difference in the world, which ultimately leads to wealth for us. And those messages going out there in the world are really important. So I've invited an incredible guest today. And let me introduce her. Kimberly Whitecamp is a marketing strategist, podcaster herself, and conversion copywriter. She developed the audience conversion method to help coaches and consultants convert their audience from strangers to loyal fans. Kimberly works with her clients to attract, build, and grow an engaged audience and community to create long-term customers. She specializes in emails, landing pages, and sales pages that convert. When she's not working with her clients, she loves to travel and go dancing. So let's learn all about Kimberly and what she does to help us get our messages out there. So with all that, hi, Kimberly. Hi, Erica. How are you today? I am great. I am so glad you're here. Me too. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm super excited to talk with you today. Well, as I've said, we are here in the Entrepreneur's Cafe, always talking about creating true wealth from the inside out. And one of the things that the entrepreneurs here deal with as the rest of the planet is email. And we know that you're the queen of that. So I'd really love to talk about breaking through some of the top myths around that today. But to get started, what I'd love to hear about is how you came into your whole entrepreneurial journey for yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel that uh, as a podcaster myself, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. And I don't think there's any one right journey. My journey is certainly not one I've heard before either. So I was lucky enough to be in university and a month in, the entire recession started. So when I graduated, I didn't exactly have a lot of opportunities. And I knew I could move to Spain and become an English teacher. So that's what I did. I had a guaranteed job. So I was like, okay, I'll go move to Spain. Why not? So I was an English teacher for a couple of years. And while over there, I discovered the world of travel writing. And I loved the idea. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I love travel. I love writing about it. 
got my first couple of gigs and realized that it wasn't really a career option. But through travel writing, I stumbled upon the world of copywriting. And copywriting is basically, it's what people call marketing writing. I refer to it as I help people get their message out there uh, to the people who are looking for their help. So I kind of stumbled upon that when I was looking to leave teaching, got certified, went through training, at the same time was working 60 hours a week. Uh, by that point, I had moved to New Zealand uh, and I lived there for a year and I was working 60 hours a week running an accommodation. And on my days off, I was learning everything there was to know about copywriting. Uh, came back to the States and within a month went to my first conference and landed my first gig. Wow, that is a awesome journey. And I am so glad you landed in this world of copywriting and helping people get their messages out because I think you do such a amazing job at it. I thank you. So let's transition then to talking about, you know, sort of like what the, I don't know, people talk about a lot of things, emails, welcome series, some of that we might want to define for our audience as well as breaking through the top email myths. So where would you like to start? Let's start with debunking some myths. And myth number one, I think, is something we have all heard an iteration of. And I've been hearing it since I got started doing this a number of years ago, which is that email marketing is dead. I keep hearing this everywhere, right? Email marketing is dead. Uh, insert a new method here. That's the best way to do it. But here's the thing. Email marketing, you own your platform. It is your platform. You get to choose when you send messages out. No one is going to stop your people from seeing your messages. And it is the best method for you to communicate one-to-one in a mass way, right? I send one email, but it goes out to a thousand people, but it's a one-to-one conversation still. Those people are still reading it. They're the only person reading it. I'm the only person sending it to them. Um, if we talk about other methods like messenger or chat bots or, you know, insert some other method here. The problem with those is that we don't own the networks, right? Every time you turn around, somebody is changing the reach. Someone's changing the audience. Someone's changing how it works. Someone's changing the algorithm and you can't control it. Whereas email, once they're on your list, they're yours, right? If you don't communicate with them properly, they can always leave, but they've raised their hand. They've said, yes, I want to hear from you. You have my permission and you get to choose when something lands in their inbox and how often it lands in their inbox and nobody else controls that. Awesome. Now, I assume after we get through some of the myths also, you might have like, well, okay, what if, you know, open rates or what about if people are opting out or, you know, personally, I have an email inbox that is just like overflowing and uh-huh. how stand out. So we'll cover all that, I'm sure. But let's go through some more myths. Absolutely. So I would say myth number two is that everyone focuses on the wrong thing first. Uh, uh-huh. For myth number two, for, for email marketing, uh, everyone's like, well, the subject line is the most important. And that's not true. Oh. What's most important is the from line. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. As you mentioned, right? You just said it. Your inbox is overflowing. You have so many emails and you just don't know where to get started. So tell me if this sounds familiar. You look at your inbox and you start scrolling, but you're not looking at the subject lines. You're looking at who sent you an email. And then when it's somebody you actually want to hear from, you're going to stop and say, oh, maybe I want to see that. And then you move to the subject line. Does that sound uh, similar to your experience? That sounds totally right on the money, right? I look through and I say, who is sending it today? 
Exactly. Especially like uh, the example I love giving is if you've come back from vacation or from a holiday weekend, right? Suddenly your inbox went from somewhat manageable to completely unmanageable and you are just quick scrolling. Who sent me something? Oh, this person I usually want to hear from. Let me see what they're writing about. And the way you build that is by providing quality email, right? So it's more important to start building that know, like, and trust factor from the first message you send so that when you show up in someone's inbox, yours is a message. They're going to stop the scroll and decide, do I want to open that today? Because there are so many people in people's inboxes right now where it's never even a stop, right? They just keep going. They keep going. They're too lazy to open the message, go to the bottom, hit unsubscribe, get to the confirmation screen. That's too many steps for a lot of people. And they won't even throw it out sometimes. Exactly. Inboxes are like, Yeah, it'll just stay unread. So you want to be one of those people that people look forward to seeing your email. And the way you do that is by providing quality content for sure. So so that's email. Myth number two is that the subject line is the most important part because really it's who's sending it first and you have to build that up. All right. Wealthies listening in, take note of these. These are awesome myths that Kimberly's helping us bust through. What else? So I would say myth number three then is that there is a quote unquote right way to do email. I've heard this so many times and, uh, it, it kind of harkens back to something I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, struggle with, which is comparanoia it is a great phrase. I, I forget who her, who said it first. I really wish I could remember, but that's where you compare yourself to other people, right? I'm going to compare my success to somebody else's success. And that's not the way it works. So when I get questions like, what is a good open rate or what is a good click-through rate? That's not the question. The question is, are your emails doing what you want them to do? So for example, if your emails you want to use to sell a product, did you sell as many products as you wanted? If your emails you're using to get people onto a free strategy call, did you get as many people booking as you wanted to that month, right? That's how you measure success. So there's not any one right way to do it, right? There's not a standard that you need to be hitting because you're going to set your own success metrics. And then you measure yourself against your own success metrics to see if it's successful or not. Cool. So we got to stop paying attention to what my friend, the author, Dan Millman says, the God of opinion. (laughs) That's a good one. Isn't that great? Yeah. And just stick with like what, what we said is really important for the goal of that or this email series. I love that. So are there a couple more or shall we talk about welcome series and, and all of what that is? Uh, yeah, let's, let's transition into welcome series because it kind of relates to all three of those, right? right? People having this idea that email marketing is dead. People thinking that, uh, the from line, right, is actually more important than the subject line. And then that there's a right way to do email marketing. So a welcome series is simply the first few messages somebody gets when they join your list. Okay. So first, right? Most people join your list because you're giving them something free, right? Free video, free checklist, free course, whatever it is. So people sign up and they get their free thing. And then they get a couple of messages about the free thing. And then they receive a welcome series. And so a welcome series is usable no matter how someone joined your list. And it's got uh, two goals. Goal number one is to explain to your new subscribers who you are, what you do, how you help people. And then, of course, goal number two is to lead them to your success metric. 
Whether that is, I want people to sign up for a free call. I want people to join my group. I want people to explore my uh, free mini course, whatever it is, right? So those are the two really big goals of a welcome series is to build that know, like, and trust factor and to let people know, well, who you are, what you do, how you serve, and then uh, to guide them to what you feel is the best next step. So on that note, then when we're doing a welcome series, is that something that you do? You help people craft that? Because I want people here to know really what your magic is and, and how you can help them. So tell us a little bit about like what you do and how you can help. Absolutely. So I, it's one of the most popular projects for people uh, to get started working with me is that I'll write their welcome series. Uh, but not everybody wants to or is able to hire a copywriter to do that. So I've actually started offering three hour live workshops to get your welcome series written. So oh. we go over the fundamentals, we dive deep into how it is, and you get time to write your copy and get a little feedback. Uh, so I, I help people write their welcome series, either done with you or done for you. Uh, that's one of my favorite projects because it's all about building that strong relationship from message number one, right? It is your chance to really shine. And I am a big proponent that your marketing is not just to like talk to people about what you sell, but your marketing is actually part of the customer journey. And it is your opportunity to give people a small taste of what it's like to work with you. Oh, I love that. So on that note, when you were talking about, is it the three hours? Mm -hmm. Is it three consecutive hours? Is it all at one time or how's that work? Uh, yes, I've been hosting them every couple of months and it is a three hour long workshop. Cool. So we're um, recording this in the very, very beginning of February. So tell us when the next one is. And then for the evergreen of this podcast, if people are listening after it, then where that can they go? Yeah. So I've actually decided to expand uh, the workshop into a three-day event so that Ooh. people can write all of the copy uh, to bring in the right people. I call it their audience attraction funnel. So it's the welcome series. It's the lead magnet. You know, that's your freebie. It's your landing page. Uh, so I'm hosting a three-day event. It's going to be happening February 23rd through the 25th. And that is for, it's a three-day workshop style, get it done, learn a bunch of stuff about your marketing and be able to uh, implement it again and again and again. And that's all, all virtual, right? All virtual. Yes, absolutely. All happening on Zoom from my living room. Well, from my office space, from your if office you will, space. in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then what about for the people who might be listening to this, let's say later on in 2021? Absolutely. So you can go to the audienceconverter.com slash workshop. And that is where the uh, next version of it will always be hosted. So uh, whatever the next date is, that's continuously being updated. But if they're looking for just, you know, what is a welcome series? I want to know how to write one. I've got a free gift on uh, crafting your perfect welcome series. And that's at the audienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Cool. And I'll make sure I put uh, links in the show notes for that. I want to also go kind of circle back around to other things that mm -hmm. you might want to tell our audience about, or especially when it comes to building that know, like, and trust factor. Are there any secrets to that? Yes. There's one huge secret that so many people like are afraid to embrace. And, uh, 
I think when people hear this, they're kind of stunned at it, but then it really makes a lot of sense to them too. And the top most important secret is be yourself. Your marketing needs to be from you, right? There is no one right way to write an email, as I said before. And what that ties into is that you need to be you in your marketing. So a lot of people, what they love to do, right, is they get a template. And, you know, I sell templates too. Um, but they get a template and all they do is fill in the blanks. So my templates are all about, you know, uh, gathering your story and then filling it in. But a lot of people, they'll do fill in the blank marketing. So it's kind of like Mad Libs for marketing, right? Uh, you need a verb here. You need an adjective there. <laughs> you need a noun here. And um, it doesn't really sound like them, right? And what that does is it creates a disconnect. So people read your emails. They think one thing. And then they see you on a webinar, they get on a free call with you, uh, they hear you on a Facebook Live, whatever it is. And they're like, wait a minute, this person seems like a completely different person. And it not only breaks the trust, right? It brings a disconnect. It breaks that no like, and trust factor. It confuses people. They're like, well, which one is it? Which one am I going to get when I work with someone? So there's this idea that there's a proper way to do email. And really the proper way to do email is for you to be yourself in your emails. That's such a powerful thing. And I'm going to give people an example of something for me that, that that speaks to, and I hadn't even thought about it, but have you ever been on different people's mailing lists who are happen to be both promoting affiliate, their affiliates of, and both promoting somebody else's stuff. Mm. And you get the same email word for word from two different people, both promoting Sally Joe's course. So John's promoting her and Mary's promoting her, right? Mm -hmm. And, and John's words are identical to Mary's words about Sally Joe's thing. And when it comes through, I absolutely just click off of it because I'm like, that's not what he would really say, or that's not what she would really say. And then I, then they lose out for me because it, they're not being authentic and they're not being who they are. Absolutely. That's a really great example. A lot of people don't bother to change that copy when they promote somebody else. I had a really crash course example uh, in this in this philosophy when I first got started. As I mentioned, I went to my first conference about two weeks after returning from New Zealand, and I'd been communicating with somebody. They were looking for freelance copywriters. And so part of this conference was a job fair where you got to meet the people who are hiring and pitch them about what you could do for their for their uh, for their projects. And I had been communicating with someone via email. And the only guide I had on how to write a proper email was my how to write a proper business memo in high school English class. So I was writing really formal emails, you know, it was really strict and structured. And, uh, you know, I sent off these emails and I met this person and they hired me on the spot, right? Because they liked my idea for an article. And they said, you know what? I'm so glad I met you in person. Because when I was getting your emails, I thought you would be the complete wrong fit to work for our company. But after meeting you in person, I realized how much of a great fit you are because you have great energy. And that I, I am so, so, so thankful that person told me about this because I would have kept going, right? I would have kept going saying there must be a proper way to write an email and it wouldn't have sounded like me. 
it wouldn't have been authentically me and people wouldn't have gotten the chance to uh, understand what I could do for them because it wasn't going to sound what it would be like to work with me. So that's kind of where my whole philosophy came in. So then in your um, work with people, do you help them find their voice so that their emails and their welcome series and everything else sounds like them? Uh, so I kind of help them do that. I actually have voice training. Um, so, uh, one of the copywriters that I followed, she used to write for Ramit Sethi and Jeff Walker and those bigger names. Uh, she was the voice, you know, she was the copywriter behind their voice. And so she actually did a, a training on how to write in someone's voice. And part of that is, you know, helping somebody identify it. So there's a couple of different voice types. Like, you know, are you the voice of God? Is your word, you know, the final word? Or, or do you take the approach of like a teacher? You know, let me show you what you can do. Or you take the approach of the parent, like here, let me learn from my mistakes, right? But honestly, one of the easiest ways to capture someone's voice and to help them notice it in their own marketing is to interview them. So part of the process I'll have people go through when writing their welcome series is I do an hour long interview. I ask them a bunch of questions and I capture the way they say things. What vocabulary do they use? How do they talk about their stuff? What words don't they use? What approaches don't they talk about? And it's, it's, um, it's just as much about the way you don't say things that is about the way you do say things. So, so many people feel like, oh, you know, I'm boring, right? I don't have an interesting voice, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're going to attract the people who like the way you speak. So you don't have to change who you are because also if you change who you are in your emails and then you have to go and speak somewhere, you have to constantly be editing in your own head while on an interview. And that's just going to create an awkward situation for everybody. Oh man, that's a really good one. I love that. So that that's also speaks to the fact that, you know, the bottom line is, you know, be yourself, be authentic and have your messages really reflect the soul and the heart of who you are. Absolutely. It's a, you know, you want to be you. I mean, who wants to pretend to be somebody else? You are the only you in the world. Why not own it? I love that. I think Dr. Seuss might've said that somewhere along the line too. I'm (laughs) sure. I am definitely a child of Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Well, ma'am, you, Miss Kimberly, are the greatest audience converter ever. And I really want to thank you for stopping by the cafe today and sharing a sip of inspiration with us. And I'll make sure I put in the show notes your upcoming program as well as the evergreen and the free, the free gift. Any, any other final tips or words you want to leave with the audience today? You know, I, I would. Urge people to reevaluate what success looks like for their marketing and for their emails in particular. I think all of us should take a moment and sit down and decide, what do I want out of my email marketing? What would success look like for me? And define that for yourself. And a really easy way to do it is to say, okay, within 30 days, I want my subscribers to be at this place. And within 90 days, I want them to be ready to do this. And within 180 days, I want them to be ready to do this. And kind of plot out for yourself, what would success look like for email? So that we stop obsessing over open rates and click rates and really start looking at, are my emails doing what I want them to do? Which is, you know, get people into my program. Are my emails getting people to respond to me? Are my emails getting people to join my community? What is it that you want your emails to do? And then take the time to kind of plot what that success actually looks like. One of the things I hear all the time from people is, oh, you know, I sent out an email and it bombed. It didn't work. 
and I'll ask, you know, well, what was your open rate? Did you know how many people interacted? How many times did you communicate about that topic? And it's just something people aren't tracking. So I want you to really decide, like, what does success look like for you for your emails? Fabulous. Let's wrap that up here. And thank you so much, Kimberly, for stopping by today. Thank you for having me, Erica. I had a lovely sip of inspiration. (laughs) And you gave us one as well. Thanks. All right. Wealthies, always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information that we've shared today, including links to Kimberly's programs and free giveaways will be included in the show notes. Okay, podcast team, take us out. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.